Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, we are live. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. It's V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live on Rogue Money, uh, the Rogue Money YouTube. You can also follow us on Rogue Money at Twitter, uh, that which is at the Rogue Money, and Rogue Money Steam it, DTube, as well as RogueMoney.net. Folks, we have with us a man who needs no introduction whatsoever. It's none other than Harley Schlanger. Harley, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, V. Harley, we're on the cusp of a, a, a major meltdown in the Eurozone. So many major. things are happening. Where do you want to begin? Well, let's, let's pull a yarn and see where this thing goes. <laughs> well, let's start with that because the what's happening in Italy is proof that the establishment is desperate. What happened is that there was a, a vote six or eight weeks ago and the majority of the votes went to two parties that have are pretty much on the outside of the mainstream of Italian politics. The what used to be called the Lega Nord, which was a separatist movement, but which is now a national uh, political party, and the Five Star Movement, which is kind of an eclectic group that was initially set up by a comedian that doesn't really have hard principles, right. except that they're against the establishment. Now, what happened is the two of them came together to form a government, and they chose someone to be the prime minister who was somewhat of a non-entity, a guy named uh, Conte. But they got him to put in his finance minister a man named Paolo Savona. Mm -hmm. Now, Savona is a fairly well-known economist, industrialist, former finance minister, former head of the Confederation of Industries, and also a Eurosceptic. Yeah, yeah. And that's the important thing, because Savona had said previously that he doesn't think the euro works. Now, as a nominee, he said, well, we'll see what we can do, but we've got to look at all options. Now, what's the first thing that this coalition government put on the table? Glass-Steagall. Wow, Bank no way. Separation. And at that point, Mattarella, who's the president of Italy, said, nope, we're not going to let Savona serve as finance minister. Jeez. And the word came down from the EU and the European Central Bank, if they're going to go with Glass-Steagall and if they're going to go with uh, ending the sanctions on Russia, then we're not going to let you form a government. So here's the irony. Isn't the European Union supposedly the safeguard of traditional liberal European values such as democracy? So what happens when the people vote for someone who supports what's good for the people, but not for the banks? Well, they won't let them serve. Seems like what's so, good for the goose is not good for the gander, Harley. Yeah. So they pulled a coup. They would not let Savona into the government. Now, ironically, if they continue to try to put in a technocrat, and immediately they tried to replace this guy, Conte, with a man named Cotorella whose nickname is Mr. Scissors because he's a budget cutter, 
austerity monger, former IMF official. Oh, and when they good. polled the parliament, he would get zero votes. So you have a total political crisis in Italy at a point where there's a debt crisis deepening, the banks are in trouble, the German banks, the Belgian banks, the French banks, and the British banks are owed a lot of money from Italy. And the Italian electorate chose a party that said, we're putting the people ahead of the banks. Yep. So if they go to new elections, which might take place in early September now, they may have a, what's called a technocratic government till then. Uh, it's likely that Salvini, who's the head of the Liga party, would be the highest vote getter. And hopefully next week, next Thursday, we'll have Marco Zani on with me on Hanging with Harley. Marco is a member of the European Parliament who is very close with Salvini and close with the people in the Lega. And he can give us a, a real in-depth picture from the inside. But look, this is now having an impact in Greece. It's having an impact in Spain, where there may be a no-confidence vote tomorrow against the Prime Minister, uh, Rajoy. It's having yeah. a huge impact in Germany, and it's occurring in Germany as Deutsche Bank is seeing its stock go down almost to Enron levels. Yes, it is. Do Deutsche Bank is, um, is is a financial nuclear tripwire yeah. uh, for the entire Eurozone. I mean, God, my God, the tie-ins between Deutsche Bank and Commerce Bank and RBS and Satander uh, PNB. I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on, Harley. They have daisy chained themselves into some sort of a, a, a weird, uh, a, a weird kumbaya moment uh, in the derivative sense, where they think they can just hold hands and everything's going to be fine. But they're about to detonate each other. It's going to be, it's going to be horrific, Harley. Horrific. Oh yeah, and the the point is that you have very very weak governments in all these countries. Uh, for example, in Italy, one of the things that propelled this anti-establishment vote was the bail-in of three banks, uh, I think it was last, uh, in the middle of the winter. Remember that? The, the three smaller banks, one was a Venetian bank, and the, the Italian people went crazy because they had their savings stolen. And the government, the Mattarella government said, well, or the Renzi government, I should say, said, but that's the way the European Union wants us to handle business. So people said, if you're going to do that, then we're going to get out of the EU. Now, the question is not so much EU or not EU. I mean, the British voted to get out, and Theresa May is hanging on for dear life. She doesn't want the Brexit to be completed. The situation in Italy is similar that the Mario Draghi, who's from the Bank of Italy and is now the head of the European Central Bank, he'll do anything to keep Italy in the EU. But that is anything except adopt a sound economic policy. Because Draghi, like the rest of them, puts saving the bankrupt banks with their derivative obligations, their bank, their uncollectible corporate debt, putting that first ahead of the lives of people. And populations in Europe are now saying no more. And it's similar, you know, if you think about what's happening in Italy as a coup against the popularly elected government, what do we have in the United States continuing now into the second year with Mueller? We have another coup. Yeah. We have another color. We have a color revolution here in the United States. It is the purple revolution that's, got, that's happening here. It's, it's, and people seem to have forgotten about that, Harley. 
Well, what's, what I find ironic is you hear all these idiots like Marco Rubio ranting and raving about no democracy in Russia and China. Well, at least in Russia, the, the president got 70% of the vote. In these countries that we're seeing now where the majority is going against the establishment, people like Rubio are supporting the establishment over the voters. So where's the democracy? You know, I love how these people use the word democracy. It's such a euphemism for what's yeah. really at play over here, which is a, a, a socialistic tyranny. Well, they say we're defending our democracy from meddling from Russia. No, and, it, it uh, is their democracy. You're right about that, Harley. Well, that's right. <laughs> they have the right to do whatever they want. Correct. <laughs> but, it's you their know, I think the important thing... Look, the, the, the crucial thing is that if you think about what you've been covering for years on derivatives and on the euro and on the fraud of the attempt to do financial management of a speculative economy where a very small portion of the population makes money and the vast majority have a choice of either, either becoming indentured servants to that small wealthy class or becoming useless eaters. And we see it with the opioid epidemic. We see it with the young people who are unemployed and unemployable. Um, I, I just heard today in Italy, two-thirds of the people between 21 and 33 years old live with their, their family. They're called mamellas, you know, mama boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they, they don't have the money to get a place. Yeah, we call them millennials over here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> mamellas, millennials, tomatoes, tomatoes, Harley. <laughs> and, and what does it show? It shows that the system doesn't function. Right. And yet the people running the system don't want to tamper with it because they're still able to collect their pound of flesh. And until we have a full-scale rebellion, you know, it would be really good if we could have a full-scale rebellion in the 2018 midterms, but I don't think we will because I don't think enough really good thinking patriots signed up to run for office. But I think what we have to do is start now recruiting the best people who are committed to going back to the American system, to physical economy, to investment in real business, real entrepreneurial uh, enterprises, real production, and get a, a, a slate for Congress that's no to the swamp, no to the Bush Republicans and the Clinton-Obama Democrats, and really use that to steamroll whatever happens in the 2018 midterms. Because I don't expect a decisive victory for the Democrats. I think the Republicans will probably hang on by a little bit. But we're going to have more of the Mueller nonsense, uh, even though the latest developments show that the so-called Russia Gate was a sting operation to entrap a handful of idiots like Carter yeah. Page and... Uh, um, Papadopoulos by yeah. dangling this idea of dirt on Hillary Clinton coming from the Russians out in front of them. So when they repeated it, the FBI and the CIA could say, see Trump supporters getting Russian help to win the election. It's a sting. It's, it's the same thing the FBI does when they infiltrate a so-called Muslim group and they find the weakest person in the group, give them dynamite and a map of a building and then send him out to blow it up and then arrest him just before he does it. And, and, and you're absolutely right. 
and we've seen that dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And the funniest thing is, Carter Page is an FBI informant. That is that's, right. <laughs> that's what makes it all the more hilarious. <laughs> He's played six ways from Sunday, as they say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely correct. But, you know, and the, the, the FBI is, has a history of this, V, if you, and, on both the left and the right. The attacks on the civil rights movement on Martin Luther King, the infiltration into the anti-war movement. There was a period of time where you couldn't go to a Klan rally, a Ku Klux Klan rally in North Carolina without standing next to half a dozen FBI agents in hoods. They they infiltrate these groups, they carry out their actions, and then they say, see, we need more money to protect you from these extremists. And they did the same thing. They tried to do the same thing with the Trump administration. And, you know, I know a lot of your listeners are, are soured on Trump and don't like that he's, he hasn't followed through with everything he said he was going to do. But I'll tell you one thing. We haven't had a president who stood up against the deep state and fought the way right. Trump is doing. I wish he were more effective. I wish he didn't have people like Mnuchin. And John Bolton well, hanging what, around. What about the vaunted uh, uh, Mr. Magoo himself, Jeff Sessions? Yeah. Mr. Recuse. Oh. I recuse myself. And because I recuse myself, I'm going to step to the side and uh, absolve myself from the greatest political scandal in U.S. history. Well, you Not know, it's interesting. Huh? Who's actually then uh, the one who's at home following this up? It's this Inspector General Horowitz, who next week will release his report on Comey and McCabe. And the indications are, we're finally getting some leaks on it, it's going to be highly damning for Comey and McCabe. And and in fact, a, a former top FBI official anonymously said today that people are going to think Trump is a hero for firing Comey when they find out what he was doing. That would be wonderful, Harley. And I hope it leads to some arrests of Comey, of McCabe, of Clapper, of of John Jihad Brennan. Yeah. All these guys. They need to go. Hillary Clinton. Hillary, I wear an overcoat and a scarf in 90-degree Boston Hillary Clinton right there. (laughs) She needs to go, too. I mean, the the criminality of these people. And it traces back to Odumbo and Barack Hussein Odumbo. And that, if you dig it even further... The British collusion in this whole entire thing is is unavoidable. Well, V, I, I th- I'm sure you think back to the, I mean, I've been doing regular programming with you for what now, about three years, a yeah. little longer. Mm-hmm. And what have we always discussed? You can't look at crime in the world without looking at Britain, without looking at right. the city of London, without looking at MI6, MI5. And now, finally, it's coming out into the open. And, you know, whether it's the so-called Screeple poisoning uh, or the Duma false flag chemical weapons attack, everywhere you look where there's mischief afoot that would cause wars and chaos and regime change, there's a British angle and then people like John Brennan. And as soon as the American people figure this out, and, and Trump said it the other day, he said, look, we beat them in our revolution. Well, it's good to remember that. Who did we have to fight to establish a free nation, a sovereign nation of, by, and for the people? We fought the British, not the Russians, not the Chinese, not the, the, the people from Papua New Guinea. It was the British. 
Yeah, and, and Harley, there's a documentary that I recommend people watching. Uh, it's called The Spider's Web. Yeah. I, I think it's important that people watch that. And I think it's important that, you know, people understand what the real history of the of the British crown, the 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 Germans, the Goth family who was masquerading as uh, as Anglo-Saxons, um, the connections to that, the, the the city of London, the 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 chicanery of the intelligence services over there that are in the UK, the divide and conquer Roman model that they've been using forever, and how they desire, how they so desire to make us a, a, another commonwealth nation like canada new zealand or australia it's 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 sickening you know the the key thing about that documentary is it started with the idea that most people realize that the british ceased to be the leading military power the leading naval power but they didn't ever give up the idea of the empire so the, right. the subtitle of the spider's web is the second british empire and right. they used the city of London and offshore islands, the unregulated banking, the shadow banking system to become not just the laundry of dirty money, but the repository of dirty money. And to use that for political operations, for speculation. And I had an opportunity a couple of weeks ago to meet with the guy who wrote the book it was based on, uh, Nick Shaxon who wrote the book Treasure Islands, which I would also recommend to, to those of your listeners oh, yeah. who want to get an inside story of how this oh, was yeah. set up. British, but, British Virgin Islands, the Rock of Gibraltar, yeah. um, the Isle of Man, uh, yep. all of these are tax and money laundering havens. All you of know, it. The, is the, the Cayman Islands have a, a couple of uh, small buildings with, uh, I think it's 1,200 mailboxes. Yep, that are corporations that are in the lobby. Yep, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. It, it, it's it's it, it's sickening. Absolutely. This is where your pension is going, folks. Well, I mean, it's Harley, going it, into the hands of these swindlers. It is. And and Harley, just just, just real quick, I just want to say this real quick. Yeah. Um, all the stocks, right? And people who play in the stock market who think they can hold stocks long term and nothing will happen. Um. All the stocks, all the mortgages, all the bonds in this country are held at 55 Water Street at the DTCC, the Depository Trust and Clearing uh, uh, Corporation. Okay, The DTCC holds everybody's mortgage. If you have a mortgage that's on MERS, okay, it's been financialized and sold 30 to 40 times over. It's leveraged out to the hilt. That original note, that title to your house is at the DTCC. Same thing with every stock because, you know, the fine lines on a stock uh, on a stock certificate is that you are just a beneficial owner whose rights of ownership can and will be revoked without any notice or notification to you. Or I, I was going to say the, the operative word there is your house. You exactly. think it's your house. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, and, and, and that's all held at the DTCC in a trust account. By and this and the weird name of the of the trust account is called Seed and Company, and Seed is spelled C E D E as in you're giving up something. And yeah. when you look into who Seed and Company really is, it's the bloody city of London. Yeah. Well, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but in November 2017, Theresa May was the honored guest at the uh, Lord Mayor of the City of London. They actually have a mayor. They have a little police force, and at the at the dinner. She talked about global Britain as the new empire. 
And she said, it's you people here in the city that have created this new financial world that we live in that's improved everybody's lives. I think she means everybody's life in the city. And she said, and you will shape the future. And this is a woman who is uh, trying to rally the West to go to war with Russia, who's trying to overturn the Brexit vote. Um, And and who is she talking to? The same people who gave the orders to Italian President Mattarella, no Glass-Steagall in Italy, no break with the sanctions policy, no sovereignty for Italians. And that's the world we live in. And that's what people are rebelling against. Mm-hmm. And Theresa May, the drunk, yeah. is going to help all of us. She has our our best interests at heart, Harley. Our best interests yeah. at heart. It's terrible. Just like G.W. Bush did. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, people are always wondering, how did uh, Bill Clinton just all of a sudden randomly just eliminate Glass-Steagall? Well, the people say, well, it's just the Wall Street bankers. If you just say Wall Street bankers or you know, some, some – Harley, I always have a funny saying – uh, there, there are those out there who think everything is a Jewish conspiracy, everything is a Masonic conspiracy, or everything is a Catholic conspiracy. Yeah. And I would always say I want I, I want a, a, a battle royale, a battle royale between those who say the Jews run the world versus those who say the Masons run the world. And the winner takes on the group that says the Catholics rule the world. Okay. Yeah. So, but at and the end, they're of the day, fighting over their anthills. Yes. Uh, the people will continue to be indentured servants to the banks. Exactly correct. And when you get to that level, you start realizing there's all sorts of religions at work on the surface, nominally speaking, of course, and all sorts of races and diverse backgrounds. Trust me on that. And then nobody makes the connection back to the city of London, Harley. And that's about and, and folks, if you're hearing the terminology for the first time, I'm not talking about the actual London as a city. There is a 10 square block section that is a, 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 a nation state within London itself known as the city. And the city is basically the power seat of practically the entire Western financial world. It is the node, it is the nexus amongst which that Wall Street would swirl around. People don't know that here in the U.S. Well, and that's why they should take the uh, 50 or so minutes that it takes to watch the documentary, The Spider's Web, to get a real look at how this thing works. Now, one other thing that should be said, for those people who say the United States has been turned into a corporation and, and that it's owned by that trust, fact is we still have a constitution. We still have a sovereign nation if we choose to defend it and to protect it. And that's up to us. You know, all these stories about, you know, they took it and and you don't have your own name anymore and all these kinds of things that are coming out. These aren't new. These stories have been around for years to convince people that you're up against something that's nebulous and impossible to fight. The fact is, the Italians are probably going to go to the polls in September and overwhelmingly vote to crush the city of London. If the American people have brains, we'll do the same thing. And yep. the best starting point for that is Glass-Steagall. Because you mentioned the Clinton question. You know, the, the repeal of Glass-Steagall began with Walt Riston, Robert Rubin, and uh, Alan Greenspan back in the early 1980s. And it was pushed forward by the Presidential Blue Ribbon Commission on Deregulation, which was headed not by Reagan, but by Vice President George H.W. Bush. 
And, and that's where the, the chipping away at Glass-Steagall that led to the mortgage crisis in the 80s, the uh, leverage buyout um, bubble that was built up by Milken with junk bonds in the end of the 80s, all the bubbles of the 90s and, and the, the big one that popped in 2008, and now the biggest bubble of all, the, the what they call now the everything bubble, which includes student debt, it includes credit card debt, car debt, Corporate debt. Everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. everything. It's, it's like the everything bagel except with, with debt. Yeah, and nothing good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And rotten cream cheese on it. Ugh. So Ugh. we can we can take those networks and bankrupt them using the laws of the land. Yes. But that's going to take a real fight. Trump said he was going to go with Glass-Steagall during the campaign Unfortunately, instead, he went with Gary Cohn and Steve Mnuchin. Those are um, two bright guys. I mean, you know, Steve Mnuchin, I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, he's a brilliant guy, that guy, Steve Mnuchin, the guy who yeah. ran out computer rigging at Goldman Sachs. Yeah. And he was an SNL crook, or not an SNL, but a mortgage crook. Yes, he was. Yes, he is. He's absolutely, yeah. that's a documented fact. Yeah. So the, the facts are there. What's got to be there now is the courage of the people to fight for what's what's right. And it doesn't mean that everybody has to be on the front lines, but it means you got to know what you're talking about and, and definitely go out and talk to people. Sure. 1,000%. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Harley, uh, last, uh, last few thoughts. Uh, what else is on your radar? Well... You know, it, ironic as it sounds, it looks as though things with the Korean situation is back on target. Don't expect a miracle if there is a meeting on June 12th. It's going to take a while to work through. But what's actually at work here is an alliance of nations, including China, Japan, South Korea, and Russia, working with Donald Trump. Uh, and that's why we have a possibility for an end to the Korean War and the prospect of not just peace, but prosperity on the whole Korean peninsula. Yes. Uh, and this is an extension of the Silk Road policy of the Chinese. And I, I think that there's going to be more harsh talk back and forth on, on trade between the U.S. and China. But I think they're going to work it out because I think both Trump and Xi Jinping realize that we need each other. And it's a need that's, that transcends money. It's actually that when you have countries like China has emerged and the United States, which is collapsing but doesn't have to collapse, the two can work together to revive the United States and to work with China. Yeah. And ironically, you know, Donald Trump, who most people have bought the media line that he's inconsistent, uh, an ignoramus or whatever you want to, whichever day you read the New York Times, but he's actually thinking these things through. But he needs a lot of help to succeed, and that's where the, the people come in. If people want to get in touch with me, uh, my latest article will be on something that LaRouche Pack just did, which is a document titled Declassify the British Documents on Russiagate. And if people want to get a copy of that, they can uh, send me an email uh, to my personal email at harleysch at gmail.com. So it's H-A-R-L-E-Y-S-C-H at gmail.com yeah perfect harley schlanger thank you so much sir for being on it's always a joy and a pleasure to have you here 
and it's always, always educational and insightful. Folks, with that being said, subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you are alerted for every time that Harley comes on with us. And with that being said, we're over and out. Take it away, CJ.